we say sharpen exists to sharpen young professionals for the workplace and beyond. And that is exactly what today's conversation is about. We have our guest, Charlie Meyer from Threefold, who joins us, who talks about their talent pipeline approach and how that is focused on growing the whole person at their organization. What does it mean to be a part of a talent pipeline? Why is it important to talk about followship as well as leadership and much more? Here's our conversation with Charlie. Well, I'd like to welcome you officially, Charlie, here to the Sharpen Podcast. It's a delight to see you. I guess I will say it in person. We've talked over the phone. So first and foremost, welcome and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I, I tell you, it's an honor just to be a part of the work that you're doing for young professionals. There's a saying that, that I kind of like, it goes something like, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where I found bread. <laughs> I think much of what we'll talk about today will be the result of investments and learnings others have shared with us along the way. And so I'm grateful that uh, you're providing space for, for others to learn early in their career. So I think it's great. Well, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Yeah, that's that's a fun conversation, right? It's the byproduct of many people and conversations that you've had and been a part of. So very good. Well, first and foremost, tell us about who you are and then also tell us about the work that you do. Yeah, for sure. Well, my name is Charlie Meyer. I've been married to my lovely bride, Meredith, for 13 years. We have three kids. We have daughter, Sabrina, who's nine. Trey's eight and Crosby is five. I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, near a suburb uh, near where Kings Island is. So if you're from the Midwest, you might uh, recognize that space. That's where I, in that area is where I met my business partner, Mark Riggle, back in high school. And I went off to Purdue University where I studied business and have some focus areas of marketing and, and human resources from there. But ironically, I always tell people that the two things I remember most about my education were pieces of advice that guest lecturers gave mm-hmm. when they came and spoke. And one was that if you can live outside of the United States for mm-hmm. a year, and because you'll get a broader perspective just of, of the United States overall. And I've never been able to do that yet, but it has served as kind of a reminder that it's hard to be objective from the inside view. And so that's been something I've always carried, carried with me. And the second piece was, if you don't love what you're doing after two years, you should quit because you'll never be great at it. And I felt like that served me pretty well early in my career because I got out of college and I got a a job that was really good. Um, I was making very good money, like the company car, lots of responsibility as a district manager at a young age, all those sorts of things. But I didn't love it. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even love the path that was in front of me. Felt like I was getting a bit trapped by the money and things. And so I quit after 18 months uh, to start what's now threefold the company that I have. And I don't profess that's like advice for everybody, but I, I do think the beauty in the advice is that if you commit yourself that you're going to pay attention to what's working for you and what's not working and then like do something about it, right? Be intentional with life. So that's kind of what landed me uh, where I'm at now with with Threefold and the company that we have. I think there's a whole other Now Sharpen episode right there, Charlie. We'll have to come back like that (laughs) 18 months to two year period and then starting your own business. So we'll just put a pin in that for now. We'll come back to it one day. That sounds good. Well, I'd say it's been, been a roller coaster and a windy path for sure. But myself and my business partner, Mark, we have a company called Threefold. And Threefold's a business where we invest in property service companies and real estate through trusted partnerships, which just means we buy companies with an operating partner, someone that has equity in, in the business, and then we resource and work with them to develop and grow their business. And so we kind of have the perspective that what we do really well is we provide a climate for growth. And so we want to provide a climate for you know, folks to grow themselves individually as team members of our portfolio companies. We want to have people that have like an outward mindset, right? A spirit of service and leadership to grow others. And we know in turn that business grows when that happens, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last question we like to ask is like, unto what? So the business needs to have 
greater purpose beyond shareholder returns, right? And so I, I would say that I think that stuff serves you well individually is you just kind of follow, ask yourself those same questions, right? Like, you know, how are you going to grow yourself? You know, how are you growing those that are around you? How are you aligning to grow the business that you're a part of? And then, you know, for what purpose? Like, what's it all for? I think those are things to really think about along the way. You know, one of the opportunities we look for are are the areas we can create efficiencies or uh, like higher value resources for our portfolio companies. And so one area we looked at is how we could support each of our companies and how they work with their talent. And so we began to create some formalized processes um, around our talent systems and created a shared learning and development space we called Grow You. This includes our talent management process, an online learning center, live learning events that we do, and some self-guided learning opportunities we've curated uh, as well. And so the idea is is to support our teammates uh, at any of our companies really to grow both personally and professionally in the positions they hold now and to really grow to the the positions they want to hold into the future. And it really creates kind of talent ready at every level of the organization to support growth in the businesses. So that's a little bit about what we do. Yeah. So Grow You, you talked about a little bit of what 3FOD was all about. And it's obviously growing business, but growing people, right? Those two are connected. From that came Grow You. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like daily, weekly, monthly. What's that kind of look like on a practical level if one of us were involved in that? Well, I think that Grow You is like, uh, it fits into kind of a a greater idea of a talent management system. And so if you think about it, the way we kind of approach it is we look at, hey, let's really clearly define every position that we have, what we call a success profile. And that success profile is like a, it's kind of like a job description with accountability and metrics and things attached to it so that you really understand what it takes to be successful from skills and things that you need to develop in there. We also basically then have performance management we, ta- we attach to that, right? Like, so how you have one-on-ones, accountability and those sorts of things, how you attach learning and development to that. That's where GrowU really fits in and providing the types of things that you need to grow in to progress in career or just grow personally to be better at the spot you're in now. How we do talent reviews, how we then create kind of leadership development pathways for those that want that pathway. And then how we do succession planning so that basically there's always kind of a plan in place for people to keep moving through the organization. So that's kind of what Grow You kind of helps happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that does. And even thinking specifically about our audience, Charlie, I mean, that's one of the biggest recruitment tools, loyalty makers, motivators, fill in the blank, whatever you want to say for young professionals. And it can be the biggest frustration to the flip side of that when there isn't ongoing Mm -hmm. conversations. And I know you've heard there's a ton of data and articles around there about how, you know, millennials or even now we'll just say young professionals, because that's not all millennials, will take a job that pays less and has less benefits in order to be developed and grow to be in part of inspiring work. And so that's constant feedback. So to that point, you know, we have young professionals listening and you're talking about what you all say through Grow You is you're a part of our talent pipeline and here's how we're going to grow you and also grow your company or your your team. What's the message there for young professionals that are a part of companies, nonprofits, schools, the list goes on as far as being part of a talent pipeline? Because some people, some companies and organizations are super buttoned up with this and they have an excellent program like yourselves and others might not, they're not there yet, right? So what would you say to the young professionals across the board? Yeah, I think hopefully, you know, you're part of a company that values the humans, right, that they work with. Develop those intentional ways of really knowing your interests, your skills, and your career desires, right, and then create pathways for you to flourish in that. Now, I think you just need to be aware 
that there are certainly going to be formal and informal ways this type of system is being implemented, right? So mm-hmm. if you're a small company and there isn't something formal, there's still a way that people and the skills and the heart that they bring to the workplace are being evaluated. And if you're at a larger company, there may be a complex system and a lots of support in place. But either way, it's really your responsibility to be sure you understand the ecosystem that you're a part of and how that can best serve your aspirations, right? You have to own your own pathway. I think that's a big part of this is that you have to own own where you where you want to go in this. I'm just going to say a couple things here. Like I think that there's some science and there's an art to this whole thing. I know for us, you know, we wanted to create that common way we evaluated talent and then democratize kind of the opportunity for development across all of our companies. And that included all those things I was saying before. And that's kind of the more the science side of things. But there's kind of an art piece to this too, right? And like, so as we share our heart with our with the company, with our with our teammates is that, you know, first of all, we're, we're going to focus on the whole you is kind of what we talk about. Like, you know, this idea that, you know, we're not going to just try to develop professionally. You're a whole person. And so we want to look at the whole you and how you can develop and grow in the areas you want to. We also really overemphasize that like grow is not a code word for advancement. You know, whatever your position is in the company, you know, there's an opportunity for you to grow, right? So you may have aspirations of future management and that's great. And we're going to certainly support you in that, but you may never have a desire to lead another person. And that's totally great too. There's like not a hierarchy here of growing. And so, you know, be the best salesperson or estimator or installer or administrator, like just human, right? Just be the best mm. human you can be and yeah. kind of grow where you are. So we want to make sure that that's emphasized for folks because I think you can get caught in that. I think the other side is that you can also get, and we've definitely been guilty of this, where say that leadership is not a code word for management. So, you know, this idea that we certainly subscribe to the idea that everyone's a leader, right? So leadership's about having influence over yourself and those around you. And so how are you using that influence? That's what leadership's all about. And sometimes you have positional authority as well, right? And that requires a different type of leadership skill. I think that's an important thing for us to understand. We're all leaders. It doesn't really mean management, although it gets intermixed that way a lot. And I'd say the flip side of that is followership. And so this idea that, you know, we, we talk about being a leader, being a leader, being a leader, but we're also all following, maybe even more so than we're leading sometimes. And so the idea of like really paying attention to what you're giving yourself to, I think is a really important th- hmm. thing to stop and kind of evaluate, right? Uh, there's a lot calling your attention and you have to really discern like what you're going to follow as well along the way. And then the last piece is just that you choose, right? Learning is always the choice of, of, the, of the learner, right? Like you can mandate trainings, you can have people show up to events and that sort of thing, but it's always, you know, your choice to choose whether you're actually going to learn or do something, you know, with the learning. So we're about empowerment. We want to empower people to, to be able to have authority over that, right? And they can, they can make, make choice um, how they're going to do that because it's really their choice anyway. So we can't really mandate any of that. So we have to kind of create ways that they want to engage in things to grow themselves. Yeah. So sorry, I said a lot there. No, no, that's so good. We're usually always learning, right? Doesn't mean we're learning the right things or even, I don't even know sometimes if they're right and wrong, the best, best for you. I want to go back. You use that word ecosystem and then you talked about leadership and followership. And to me, that's very much, so I I work in agriculture and you are thinking Mm -hmm. about symbiotic relationships, right? Between the soil and the plant and the animals and everything. And so that really caught my attention. But I think it really, when you talk about being a good leader, also being a good follower, that is very much that ecosystem mentality. Can you talk about that a little bit more? You you talked about followership 
what does it mean to be a good follower or what are you all exploring in terms of that idea? In general, I think about like, what's it mean to be a good teammate, right? It, we, we, we speak a lot in those terms that just, that resonates with us about like, just thinking of we're all part of a team and what's yeah. it mean to be yeah. a good teammate? And it doesn't mean you're the person that's got to be, you know, stating where we're going and that sort of all the time and, and leading the way. Sometimes it's like, Hey, no, that's the best idea. We're going to, I'm going to follow that. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Right. I think about collaboration, the pursuit of kind of the, the, the best idea, right? Like it's not about like just, you know, my ideas. And so I think just this idea of like, hey, that you're humble enough to sit there and be able to actually recognize and be an observer of kind of what's happening and say, you know, this is best for the organization. This is best for me and choose that way versus it always has to be your voice. I think that's kind of how that shows up. That's so good. And if you've talked about how you learned a lot from those guest lectures in college that would come in mm-hmm. or guest speakers. And man, that would probably be one that a lot of institutions or even whether it's professional development, I feel like that's a whole segment there, right? Is how to be mm-hmm. a good teammate. For me, if our team is looking to add someone, I love to hear from people that that person has worked with and like, you know, how did y'all work together? And if that person comes back with, man, he or she's a great teammate, they went out of the way to help me support an idea. They weren't like so concerned with getting any kind of attention or being the one, but we worked together and we carried workloads together and we knew how we complimented. You're like, okay, there we go. That's, that's the kind of person that kind yeah, of awareness. For sure. You know? So that's a whole other, it sounds yeah. like a needed space there for fresh out of college. Well, heck, even I would receive a lot from that. So <laughs> it sounds like you guys are focused on growing characteristics that are true to you all, like that's your identity for threefold in your people, right? You attract those kinds of people because that's the kind of company or organization that they want to be associated with. Can you tell us a little bit more about any kind of specific core traits or as you call competencies that you all are looking at? and focused on growing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, for us, like we, we did a little bit of a study across all of our, every position in all of our companies to kind of come up with some core and common ones across all of our companies. Mm-hmm. So there's 16 of them we kind of came to that we're trying to build around. And so, but if I were to think about some key, you know, ones that would yeah. be for everyone to just pay attention to, the first one that kind of comes to mind is a competency like emotional intelligence. And so, which always feels like, I feel like it feels overplayed, overstated, like everybody, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like wah-wah, sometimes you say that, but the idea of really understanding yourself and your ability to control your emotions instead of your emotions controlling you or your ability to, to empathize with others, to look outside of yourself and understand what's wanted and needed in any given situation. Like that's huge. And so I just feel like it's one of those ones that you don't sleep on that, right? Like don't think that that's just, that's past the fire because it's out there a lot. It's like you really need to be kind of diving inside of yourself to, to understand some things and really be able to show up, I think, and really decide how you're going to show up and pay attention to those around you. So I think that's a, that's a really big one. I would say being results driven, like I think sometimes we can get ourselves committed to the process and we can miss the intended outcome sometimes. And so I think when you think about being results driven, I think that brings with it things like ability to problem solve or being solutions minded as well. And who doesn't want to work with folks who are committed to the result and solving the problems along the way, right? Like, of course, you want to work with folks like that so they can help remember this is what we're trying to get to. And let's keep on you know, moving on that path. So I think that's an important thing to, to be focused on. I think another one that can kind of It's like picking your maybe, favorite child, right? I'm like, you've got to pick, you know, yeah. three. I can't do <laughs> that's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, because they're all great, right? Like <laughs> effective communication is another one. I, again, like I think it's another wah-wah. You, like when you hear that, because it can be kind of over overstated mm-hmm. or maybe it gets generalized, but like your ability to connect the message with the audience 
whether it's a meeting with your boss or a pitch to a customer, like this is such a key competency, right? And we, we've all just experienced more work from home, right? We've all, we're all coming into mm-hmm. a space where that's, that's, that's more prevalent. And the future of work likely in, includes way more of remote teams, and uh, which will require better and better abilities to communicate through various mediums. And so, especially written communication. So where you don't have all the face-to-face cues and things that you get, or the natural collisions you get from an office space, there's a lot of things that have to come around that. Remote teams have to be better communicators. And so I think that's one to really be paying attention to. Very good. In terms of emotional, people will frame it up, whether it's emotional savvy, results-driven communication. So for you specifically, right? Because I know as the leaders, you're modeling what it looks like to grow as well across the board. Tell us something that you're growing in in those or what you're learning right now. Yeah. You can just pick one, but I can tell their yeah. three favorites. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'd say for me, there's been a lot of, I've been going back and doing a lot of inner work so we've been doing with our kind of, we have some executive coaching and things that we've been mm-hmm. doing. We recently did a, a bit of a study with a Navy SEAL that wrote, wrote some books on kind of looking in internally and kind of staring down your inner kind of shadows. Mm-hmm. And so things like that, I think are really helpful in like the emotional intelligence piece, because you really understand some things about yourself and like what you bring and what shadows you might throw on other people. And so I think that's an important thing to be always mindful about. So you can make sure that you're intentional about how you are and showing up in different situations. So that's one that's recent and and one we're diving into further and further. That's awesome. You know, we have a lot of listeners specifically in that young professional stage that are listening and Charlie, they might be like, yeah, this is, these are the kinds of conversations I have with my manager or my teammates. And then others may be on the opposite side of that of, oh, dang, like I really desire this in my career and it's not happening. So What's your encouragement for those that are receiving these kinds of growth conversations that are a part of this talent pipeline mindset? And then maybe for those that are, they really do have a structured complex. What's your encouragement there as well? Because Mm -hmm. you can just sometimes get a little just used to having those systems, right? So I think there's even maybe two different messages there. I'd love to hear from you on that. You know, whether you have the resources or not, I mean, kind of you think about that owning your path, right? You can take opportunities to learn from peers, from other leaders in your organization, right? You know, asking mm-hmm. people out for coffee, right? To yeah. talk about their roles and how they got there, their journey, the different roles within your company that might be of interest, right? Like exploring what those things are that are out there and really leaning into your own growth and development. I mean, I mean, honestly, if things aren't provided for you. There's so much available now, right? Just LinkedIn learning as, an, as a general, like you can mm-hmm. find so many good things to really kind of fill you up and, and grow in areas that, that you need to grow in. I, I think in, on, on the other side, I think I have a good friend who works in corporate America. So much bigger, you know, company, global company type of type of place. And he made his way through his career. He talks about start doing the job you want to have. And so it's an interesting kind of thought, mm-hmm. start doing the job you want to have. And he talks about like in the kind of corporate America setting, he thinks about like, okay, what's the next department or manager I want to work for and making it known to them that he would like to be there and making it known to his current manager, he'd like to be there and saying, Hey, how do I help start growing towards that? Right? What, what can I do to be on a path to help get myself there? And that sort of thing. And so, you know, that may or may not play out in your in your space. But the sentiment to me, the power in the whole thing is that you can own your path and start working towards that next job now. Right. Like this means that you need to deliver in your current position, certainly. But you can always start showing your desire and your abilities to do your next job. But you need to know what those things are. Right. And to start working towards that. Um, I'll just say that one thing that's really influenced how we think about um 
talent and kind of leadership development in general was a book called The Leadership Pipeline. And basically, it, it, it kind of goes through and outlines the different levels of leadership, right? It, it kind of talks about like the individual contributor to becoming a leader of others, to a leader of leaders, to a functional leader, to a business leader, like these kind of natural progressions that happen. They're really general, so you can apply them in kind of pretty much any situation. But the, the key to me in this whole thing that kind of goes to the conversation we're having right now is that they outline that when you move from one level to the next, that there are three things that you have to, to shift in to be successful at whatever that next level is for you. And it has a shift in work values. There's a shift in how you use your time. And there's a shift in the skills that you need. And so to me, this plays out really well if you kind of mm. orient your mind a bit around this. But the idea of like, if you go from like, as an individual contributor, like the things you value in your job are going to be the getting results through what you produce, right? Like that's, that's how you're measured. That's what you're, that's what you're doing. You're going to be good at your particular technical skills that, that are in your job. You're going to make sure you're kind of playing by the company's values. Like those sorts of things are going to be the things you're going to, you're going to manage your time based on your personal productivity and your, your arrival times and departure times and all of those sorts of things, hitting your, hitting your due date. And then your skills are going to be tied to your job and being a good team player and that sort of thing. But once you move, into the that you are going to now be responsible for someone else like there's a pretty big shift that has to take place that doesn't always get talked about like you have to now value not getting work done by what you produce but like you have to value the work that gets done through someone else right the success of your direct report it's paramount now and you know you have to start to make these these kind of big thought shifts and you, you see managers that don't make that value shift, right? They, mm, they keep yeah. showing up, they take back responsibility, they, those sorts of things, right? They don't develop their time. They don't shift their time to like really dedicate it to their direct reports and developing them. And they don't develop the skills of coaching and delegation and those sorts of things that need to happen. So the point in illustrating this is that you can, if you start to think about these things and knowing kind of what's out ahead of you, you can start to work on the things you're going to need at your next step now. Like you could start to, to do those things now and show your ability and qualifications for those things. So I think there's think there's always something out there you can, again, you can own it and understand kind of what, what's available to you, how it works where you are and how you can kind of live into that. No, so helpful. And, and to your point earlier, there are folks that are listening. You're like, yes, ultimately, like that's where I want to be and I want to be a leader of leaders. And so to your point, you can start growing in some of those ways now and then others are like, no, I, I want to be in my individual space, whether it's whatever it may be, right? I want to be an expert here. Yep. And both of those are okay, right? And so now there's direction to yeah. keep doing really, really good work. So we're talking about, we'll call it the career side or the professional side or however you want to think about it. But you said earlier, we're focused on whole growth, not just one mm -hmm. aspect of someone's career. So talk to us about that today. And I know you all are, are committed to doing that with Grow You, it sounds like, in the way that you're talking about it. Um, so even maybe what it looks like from your all's uh, platform. This idea of the whole you, right? Like that, that there's uh, not a real separation between your work life and your personal life, right? There's just kind of like this, you have one life. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of how it all works together is, is the idea. But so like, it's kind of this idea, like, let's not pretend that it's not going to impact how you show up at work, right? If, if you had a giant fight, fight with your spouse last night, right? Or it's, it's not going to impact your work if you're having financial difficulties, or mm -hmm. if you have a health issue, that's not going to impact it. Of course it is, right? And, and on the flip side, let's not pretend that, that what's happening at work isn't going to 
to, you know, impact how you show up, maybe positive or negatively at home, right? Like, so it's all connected. So, so if we kind of start from this honest point of view and then say that the whole life, your whole life needs to integrate and and you need growth in all those areas to to be kind of the best you can be in, in all those spaces. So we need to invest in people really to bring their kind of their whole hearts, their smarts, right, to our companies and be the best humans they can be. And so an example would be for Grow You this, you know, beginning of this year, we had uh, our first session was on personal productivity, which spanned both. We talked about how you do that in personal life, how you do that in your work life, like just gave all kinds of stuff that was really trained around that. And that was good. But then once things started, you know, happening in the world, right, in March and April, mm-hmm. that things started really shifting, we dedicated our resources to really bringing in a lot of financial resources and financial tools and training for folks because we knew our employees were in a very stressed position, right? Not knowing what the future looked like, stock markets going crazy, like all of those things. So we brought folks in to really kind of really talk specifically to personal finance. And so just as an example, like we know that that, that matters, right? Like, yeah. um, and so just, just to how you support people. So I think there's, I think that's, that's kind of how we see it, right? We see people as, as whole and, and we want to invest in them as humans. So. Thank you for your your all's good work. I know that our audience listening would be so excited to uh, to be a part of a company that has that mindset, right? Of a whole person, and even just focus on growing them to ultimately their their paths and their goals as well, because it is symbiotic, right? To your point around ecosystem. So we're going to include some links today. So where do we learn more about Threefold? Any specific uh, places you'd like for us to go if folks want to learn more about the work y'all are doing? Yeah, mainly our website. So that's growthreefold.com. You can check us out there. That's, that's probably the best spot to find us. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you walking us through why a talent pipeline matters, how you all developed one for Threefold specifically, but just how much you, I think the, the key thing I'm getting to is just how much you all care about your people. And, you know, that does come out in the way that that you grow them and develop them and you you put the whole person, you know, in the spotlight for that. So we're better for the time today with you and learning about your ecosystem there. We do ask two questions every time on the Sherpen podcast. We, uh, it sounds like that this is very much part of your all's culture. So this shouldn't be hard for you, but we love for folks to make a shout out to someone or some people. Well, there's lots of folks, right, that, that have contributed along the That's journey. Right. But when you say that, I, I think of, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Ray Hilbert. Ray Hilbert is the okay. founder of an organization called Truth at Work. About 20 years ago, you really connect my faith and my work. And uh, that's kind of forever changed my pursuits in life. So a big shout out to him and a lot. We uh, have a lot of uh, Truth at Work, not members, but I would call advocates that have joined us on Sharpen as well. So I love it when there's threads of these kinds of uh, shout outs that take place. So pretty cool. Great work there that they're doing. We'd love to hear too, a game changer for you. So something that sends your path in a, a different direction. Yeah, I think on the personal side for me, a game changer was a couple years ago, we created a family purpose statement. And cool. with the, kind of this idea of like just creating kind of clear culture of what it means to belong in, in our family, mm-hmm. at least. And we have young kids and, and just kind of getting clear on that path and creating rhythms of interactions from like we have family meetings and that sort of thing where the kids get to be empowered to share kind of, you know, what's going on for them and what they need as well. And so I think that's been a really interesting, fun super challenging uh, thing to, to really do. And my wife and I have also invested in a parenting coach. You know, I think about like oh. all the investment and in coaching and growth you do like as a professional, like uh, seems like a good investment to really get some guidance around unfolding little human beings. So that's been a game changer for us for sure. Oh, heck yeah. Do you guys have any kind of like visual statement or anything around the house that, that summarizes that? 
Oh yeah. There's those sorts of things. And then, uh, you know, we recite that all the time. We, we kind of do like a lot of life application all the time about, about how we're showing up as, as we've, as we've stated and stuff. And so it's been a really good centering thing for us as adults, yeah. for sure. And as well as, as for our kids. So a lot of friends I have that have gone through an exercise like that, and obviously an exercise ultimately to have, whether it's family mission statement or vision or whatever you want to call that. And they say as business leaders, it was the biggest learning for them because if you're, I have a five-year-old as well, you know, if your five-year-old can't recall it and be excited about it, then actually a lot of the people in your business probably feel the same way. And so not to correlate, obviously the same cognitive ability of a five-year-old, but the simplicity mindset (laughs) and something that's sticky and empowering. Right. And I, I've loved that where you talked about that was a professional learning as well as personal. So yeah, very good. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Sharpen Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Until next time.